Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to episode 66 of Grown Up Kids. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. And today this episode is sponsored by, forgive me, they didn't leave a name, but I thought it was hilarious, Doinkies! Now, where did you pull that from? Is that like a nickname that they put in there? Or? I don't know. It was on Patreon. Well, That's how they signed up. There was no mailing address or anything. They <laughs> turned down um, any like mailing offers, which is fine. Well, so well thank you thank you we appreciate it and it made me laugh so (laughs) that's awesome so today we are welcoming back a return guest to say hello to samantha how are you hey guys doing good or sam or sam i'm sorry yeah it was samantha i I almost changed it before we started recording i'm sorry well it's perfect that her name is sam yeah because we're discussing savage sam but i don't think that this sam is savage probably just the dog is savage could mean super cool and if that's the case, the Sam is indeed savage. True. I'll take that for going <laughs> with, the, with the cool meaning. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for the 30-second Disney Dash then already. I know, because no uh, Disney profile. No. Are you ready? Not really. I, guys, I didn't care for this movie. <laughs> we were just talking a little bit before yeah. we hit record. I, I so... I said this to Sam and Katie before we started, but, like, I felt like we had really made a lot of progress with our Disney movies. I was finally feeling really good about almost every single one that we've watched. Like, I really... Yeah, a really good streak. I liked almost, almost everything from Podmas. The past couple have been good. And then we go back to this sort of movie again, where it's like, you know, kids causing trouble and then indians and racism and a dog and it's sad for a minute and then it's not and i just i don't like these yeah i want more Haley mills fred mcmurray animation i'm ready to move on from these movies i agree the westerns i guess this would be considered kind of like a oh for a sure. western <sighs> yeah okay well 30 second disney dash all right <laughs> with that ringing endorsement for this film i hope you still listen to this episode all right are you, you don't have to watch the movie to enjoy the episode we'll tell you everything about it <laughs> all right on your mark get set so this is the sequel to Old Geller. We still have, um, I can't remember their names in the movie, but Tommy oh Kirk God. and Kevin Corcoran. Uh, so we've got the two brothers back again, except now we don't have Old Geller. We've got Savage Sam, and then they get captured by Indians, but Sam saves the day, and so does their uncle. And then they go back, and Elizabeth and Tommy Kirk get fall in love. All right. <laughs> 23. <laughs> what is his name? Travis. Travis. And Arliss. And Arliss. That's right. Okay. I was like, uh, I'm going to stumble too much if I keep thinking about their names during the 32nd Disney Dash. So it's Tommy and Kevin. <laughs> you did it. You did it. All, All right. right. Sam, would you like to go next? Sure. Get it over with. Rip it off like yeah. a band-aid. Let's right. do it. On your mark, get set, go. 
So Travis is in charge of the family farm and watching his younger brother, Arliss, who's basically Dennis the Menace, but times 10. Arliss has a cool dog named Sam, though, and he follows Sam chasing after a bobcat, then gets himself and his brother and his brother's girlfriend captured by Native Americans. The older brother escapes to get help from the uncle and neighbors. Sam saves the day by tracking them down, leads everybody to the kids. There's a bunch of fighting. They rescue them. Then they all go home, and Arliss is still a pain in the butt. 26. Accurate. Accurate. That was good. That, that was. was good. I'm gonna fail <laughs> at this. No, you're not. Yeah. You just heard two of them. You know what happens. It's blank in my head right now. Go. Alright, so there's a dog named Savage Sam, and he's owned by Arliss and Travis, who we get to see again because they're from Old Yeller. So, Arliss is a little pain in the butt, and he gets all of them captured by Indians, and then Savage Sam has to come and save them with a broken paw, but he still does it with his uncle not the dog's uncle, the kid's uncle, and then it's all happily ever after. Even people fall in love. Good job. 22 seconds. See, you did it. Eh. All right. <laughs> so some history on Savage Sam is this is a sequel to Old Yeller, as I said in my Disney Dash. It's from 1963. Um, and it is based on a novel by Fred Gibson called Savage Sam. Um, so Disney bought the film rights to the novel in 1961 before it was even published, said so before its publication. Uh, so Gibson was then hired to write the screenplay. Norman Tokar directed the live action film, which was released on the 1st of June in 1963, and they filmed it in the San Fernando Valley in California. Um, it received poor reviews and fell short of the expectations that they had at the box office. So it did not do anywhere near as good as Old Yeller. The Washington Post called it a dogged, listless effort. Ouch. Um, action melodrama with a formula plot, Oof. which they're not wrong. <laughs> that's, that's all I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was the Los Angeles Times. And then the Chicago Tribune said the members of the cast were all capable enough, but they were all handicapped by a lurid plot, which looks like it was made up by all the action scenes and a bunch of old television scripts. Now, I like that line because we have had movies that are made up of a bunch right. of old television scripts. And... They're not knocking the cast no. because the cast are all capable of producing a good film. We know this from, I mean, how many good movies has Tommy Kirk and Kevin Corcoran been in? A ton. Like, they're definitely capable of producing a good film. It's not their acting skills that are bad. Their acting is great in the movie. It's just the storyline. It's just the script. It just wasn't I like that good. this is a perfect example of something like that happening. So, like, I mean, we, me and you really enjoy Tommy Kirk. We really enjoy Kevin Corcoran. Mm -hmm. And I feel like some actors and actresses will just get like totally like crapped on for a film they do mm -hmm. and it's like well it's not just them there's a lot that right. goes into the film besides the actors right. so like was it the direction was it the screenplay was it the editing like who knows this i right. think was the screenplay it was just not a good base for the film yeah yeah all of us agreed as meg was saying that we we didn't enjoy it very much um, yeah, I really, I was really let down because I really liked Old Yeller. Mm -hmm. I read the book in school. I watched the movie. I really liked it. So I was like, Even cool. Even though it's sad. It's like a right. good story and the film was put together well. So cool. Here's, I've never heard of Savage Sam. Awesome. Another dog movie. Why not? I'm kind of upset no. that I bought this movie, if I'm being honest. <laughs> like we own this one. I wish that I had 
put that three dollars towards another movie. Yeah, just I I would just say it was a big letdown. Yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. I agree that it was a letdown, and I also just want to say that I chose this movie to come on for two reasons, and because I had never heard of it before. One reason was there's a dog on the cover. Always a good sign. The second reason was the dog's name is Sam and my name is Sam. And I thought, <laughs> no way can this movie let me down. And what did it do when it let me down? And I, I think I speak for all Sams when I say, I just feel like if you're going to put Sam in the title of a movie, it has to be a really good movie. <laughs> I that mean, should right? be a Yeah. And they pulled out, like, I always, it's a stupid um, pet peeve when they actually say the name of the movie in the movie and they it did happened, that right off it the happened bat. so quick yeah like i don't hate it so much if it's like actually done clever like if you know if they did it like in a clever way but i feel like they didn't like kevin corcoran was just like mm-hmm. oh you're you savage sam and i'm like if it was filmed okay. today see that na- that meaning of savage would be different so it'd be the end of the movie where he saved everyone and they'd be like you're savage sam that would be cool. Right? Yeah. Right? Like a positive savage. We should do a redo of this movie. Okay. And make it good. Yeah. I like it. And I save that 2019 Savage <laughs> Sam remake. Yes. With a cat. Yeah. I think Ooh. a cat would do would do great. They're great at tracking. Mm-hmm. I like For that. For sure. Yeah. And they can be savage in both meanings. True. <laughs> Very true. Very true. All right. Let's do some fun facts. Not a lot of them, but, you know, can only do so much. So, Walt Disney thought that Tommy Kirk should have been billed above Brian Keith, and Brian Keith is Uncle Beck. I agree. In the credits, because he had more screen time, and the film represented some of the young actor's best work. I don't know why. Was he billed above Brian Keith? I'm not sure. He should have been. He was definitely the lead in the movie. If he I think. wasn't, I think when I when I put this down, I assumed he wasn't, and that's why it was a fun fact. Yeah. But if he wasn't, I agree with Walt. If he was, good on Walt for being like, even though he's younger, this kid did amazing. He I mean, be honestly, there. at this point in like Disney history, Tommy Kirk is kind of like a Disney legend. I mean, he's been in so many films up till this point. Wait. I think that he's definitely proved his worth. We actually looked it up while we were watching this movie. We're like, is Tommy Kirk still alive? He He is. is. Lives in Louisville. Yeah. He went to D23 like three years ago. And like you could go meet him at D23. He like gave autographs and stuff. I thought that was really neat. How cool. I'd be like, uh, Old Yeller did good. Savage Sam, eh. Like you were good, but. Swiss Family Robinson was good. (laughs) No, that's the only movie I didn't like him in. Oh, really? Well, I didn't like when he was riding a peacock. I didn't like that part. It, it wasn't a peacock. This is, wasn't it? It was an, an ostrich. ostrich. That's right. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> and now I'm picturing him riding a peacock and it's awesome. Yeah. We've been watching the Great British Bake Off and like they keep making peacocks out of their bakes. So it's like on the brain. <laughs> Somebody made a bread oh. peacock. Like how amazing is that? Sorry. It's incredible. That's intense. Yeah, it was beautiful. I watched a video today of a kitten chasing a peacock. So it's a running See? theme right now. Yeah. This is really off topic, but... Sam is just patiently waiting on the other end of Skype. Like, they'll stop talking eventually and it'll be my turn. I'm loving this. I'm just wondering what kind of bird is going to come up next. (laughs) Oh, we'll see. Um, So this is the film debut of Marta Kristen. 
So whenever I see this... I didn't think I recognized her. I no. kept looking at her and I'm like, do I know her? Has she been in something? She hasn't. Whenever I see that, I like to look it up because at one point I did this with someone and I got a response back from a listener like, oh, I'm glad you said that because I love this person. Sally Fields. But yeah. But I have no idea who this is. I looked it up. Don't recognize Has anything she she's in. been in anything else? Yeah, but things that like, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, Wikipedia her. Or IMDB her, because that's what I did. And I'm gonna, I'm curious. It was nothing, I don't know. So, Savage Sam is a hound dog. His actual name is Tom Dooley. And this was his first movie. He's adorable. <laughs> Honestly, he was the best part. I mean, he was cute. Mm, I have words. He was. He was cute, but I have words for the dog. It's not the dog's fault. Again, it's the screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> What's this girl's name? Okay. Marta Kristen. Got it. So, just some facts on Savage Sam. Um, his appearance and name. On Savage Sam or Tom Dooley? Savage Sam. Okay. Yes, Savage Sam. So his appearance and his name change drastically between the two films because he is in the first film. There's that little puppy. Oh my God. Oh my, hold on. No, I'm not saying oh my God to that. But oh. I just looked up and it says that he's a blue tick coonhound. And I'm not joking. I literally, I didn't read this. I was going to look at you and say, is he a blue tick coonhound? I'm not joking. Well, if anybody wants to go Bam! back to Lady right. and the Tramp, Meg is very particular with her dog breeds. Uh, I've been on a, right. I've been on a puppy kick lately, so I definitely maybe looked at blue tick coonhound puppies, and I was no. like, hmm, Savage Sam kind of looks like a blue tick coonhound. He is. I'm right. You're totally right. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Can we get one? You're No. <laughs> You're so smart, babe. Guys, I felt me. like that was the next question that was coming. <laughs> Everybody needs to help me convince Katie that we need a dog in our life. We don't need a dog. We, we have cats. I'll get on that train. Sam, listen. <laughs> there's this little end button on Skype. I can hit it anytime. Katie, I'm mean. kidding. I wouldn't do that. I just called her Savage. <laughs> She's cool. She could stick around. Oh, man. All right, so back to Savage Sam. In Old Yeller, he was just called Young Yeller because he was oh. a yeller dog. Was it the actual same dog that's in this film? Oh, you know, you said it was his first one. Though. Are you paying attention to anything I'm I saying? just caught what I said, so yeah. And Young Yeller was a Labrador retriever. However, in Savage Sam, he was named Sam and was a Plutic blue tick coonhound. I already said that. As he was in the original books. That's what he's supposed to be. So they were wrong in Old Yeller. At least I got this one right. So it's currently unknown why the change happened. However, in the original book, he was always a blue tick coonhound. He inherited his colors from his mother, Miss Prissy, and he was never actually named Young Yeller in the book at all. In the first film, in, in this, hold on, in the first <laughs> film, his barks would later be reused in 101 Dalmatians for the puppies during the ending scene. Aww cute. Mm -hmm. Also, I know nothing that this lady's in. I know, right? Also in the first film, Old Old Yeller, his whimpering is recycled sound effects from Lady, from Lady and the Tramp when she was a puppy. That's Aww. adorable. So those are real dog sounds. Mm. Instead of, I can't remember which one it was who like made all the other dog sounds in 101 Dalmatians, and I thought it was crazy. Oh, it was, uh, yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about, and I'm really mad that I can't remember it right now, but yeah. Hopefully somebody knows what we're talking about. Yeah. 
And when he was fighting with the pack of wolves, the growls you hear are actually recycled from his father in the first film. Old Yeller. Mm-hmm. That's neat. Pretty cool. I was wondering why they do- the they changed the look of the dog, but you said that I think you just said in the history that they bought the film rights before the second novel was even written. So now I'm wondering, did they just write the puppy into the first movie and then they didn't Hmm. know because the second book hadn't been written and then the guy goes and writes the second book and he's like, just kidding, that's not what the dog even looked like. Probably. If that's the case, this is all acceptable. Yeah. That, That makes sense. Good observation. I dig it. Do you dig it like a dog? Yep. With a stolen piece of meat? <laughs> if only I had one. No. Continue on with the characters. Um, alright. Next is characters. So, first up, I thought that we could talk about Travis, because he is the main man, I think. I think that he's, I think he's above Uncle Beck. I mean, Uncle Beck is important, obviously, but... You know, Travis is there in the beginning. He has so much more screen time than Uncle Buck. Definitely. And he's the one who escapes from the Native Americans, finds his way back, gets help. I mean, it's all him. He's a... He's a Gryffindor in this film. He's like, you know, he's taking charge. He's being brave. You can tell it in many scenes that he's scared at what he's doing. Like, he is scared. But he, like, overcomes it because... He's in love. He wants to save her. Lisbeth. (laughs) (laughs) And then Arliss, you know, like, is just a tag along. He's like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll save him, too. Here's Arliss summed up. In this movie, he's grown no, up, this but he is never literally grew up. Kevin Corcoran summed up. Okay, honestly, he <laughs> plays the same character in every movie, and I love, I love him. But he's so annoying in this movie. It's like, are you ever gonna learn from anything that you do? No, he doesn't. No, he's just oh, like this is a little uh, hothead. I'm gonna throw yeah. rocks at people because that's acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> If that kid threw one more rock, I was going to throw a rock at the TV. I was like, you need to stop. If he ever threw a rock at me, I would pick it up and I'd throw it right back at him. I would be like, you need to learn your lesson. I hope this thing hits you between the eyes and then maybe knock some sense into you and not throw any more rocks. (laughs) I'm going to say Travis is actually a Hufflepuff. What? Why? Because a Gryffindor would have picked up rocks and chucked them back at his little brother. But he didn't. He just tried to he tried mm. to control the situation in a different way. Yeah. In that scene. But I think overall he's a Gryffindor, sorry. Whatever. No, but I get what you're saying, but I just <laughs> I just think that yeah, he was cool headed in that moment, but his uncle also came along to help defuse that situation. So he had a little bit of help there. But he's very level headed later too with like the with the Indians. Like, he knows, like, he, we can't yeah. fight or they could kill us. Like, we just need to wait for our time to escape. I True. hate how the Native Americans are portrayed I in this film. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It made me so mad. I was like, you know, because because Walt does in, in quite a few movies, like, I try to defend him. Like, I really do try to defend him. And sometimes I'll be like, no, like, I can I can kind of understand where he was coming from. Like, he was trying to make it as accurate as possible, like, with the costuming and... Uh, but there's just times where, like, you... I mean, I, I can't defend that. 
It was awful. I mean, it was just bad. They're portrayed as stupid, literally just savages. They're portrayed as just Um, wily, unhinged. Yes, I mean. Savages. Yeah, it's just awful. Yeah. And, and like, I get, it's hard, it's hard to, it's hard to talk about because, like, I, like, it's not like the Native Americans wouldn't have, wouldn't have kidnapped them. They may have. I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm not gonna say that they wouldn't have, but they're also provoked to do those sorts of things because of how they were treated. So it's like, you know, it's a, it's a give and take. Yeah. I did like the part though in this film where one of the so they get together with the whole group of our neighbors to go and look for Arliss and Lisbeth mm-hmm. with Travis and one of the guys isn't it on, that's the guy that I took out of this list what's his name that's the guy oh, here shoot. you can look it up while I talk yeah um one of the guys is arguing with another Lester one. White yes Lester so Lester is like he's kind of like the Davy Crockett of yeah. the group where he's like no we can't you know, we can't do this. We can't attack them. We can't. He's talking to this guy who's like really grumpy. And later on, Lester describes him as just full of hate. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you know, sure, the Indians might be doing whatever, but, you know, the white man's kind of coming in and moving in on their land. And they think they, they feel they have a right to it. You know, maybe they do. And the old guy was just like wanted he to fight him and yeah, and was blew like, him up. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. No, he was like, you're you Indian lover, blah, blah, blah. I know, like so negative about it. But then we go to find, here's the horrible part. This is what we need to learn from in history. I don't know how we're going to go off on this tangent, but what is that face? <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for it. Oh, um, so we find out some backstory of this grumpy old guy. He, his wife and his kids were, at, he came home and his wife and kids were actually murdered by the Indians. So that's why he has such a hate towards them. So here comes the white man in taking over the Indian land. Yeah, they're going to retaliate, but then that just le- it's just a horrible mess of things. You know what It's I mean? a domino effect. Yes. You know, it's one, you know, one group of people decided we're going to take over the land from all of these people. So then so, you know, it's a domino effect where, you know, one group of people decides that they want to take over this land and then in turn it just creates all this hatred and it just, it's a downward spiral. On both sides. And then like, where do you stop? How do you stop? So then the Indians hate the white men because they're taking over their land and then they don't act necessarily how they should, but then that just spews the hatred even more. It just like is a, Mm -hmm. you know, it just builds and builds and builds as time goes on and... It's like the eye for the eye saying. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and yeah, it's just, it's sad and it's a part of history that I think a lot of people choose to ignore for some reason. Yeah, definitely. Um, it does not get enough light. Um, and we need, we need to learn from it because I still don't think we have. So that's our political soapbox for this episode. <laughs> Uh, where was I? Okay, so we actually did talk about Lester now. Okay, so Arliss, I kind of talked about him. He's just a... I love what Sam said. He's Dennis the Menace, (laughs) but, like, tenfold. (laughs) He just was. Like, he was such a brat, and he was always, for like, looking for a new way to be a brat. Mm -hmm. He's Dennis the Menace, who knows how to use a gun and, And, like, uh, throw rocks. (laughs) Yes. Like if you gave Dennis, Dennis you know. the menace weapons right. and like free range to a farm, yeah. <laughs> this is the kind of havoc that would come. If you, if you gave him more than a slingshot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The only time I felt any sort of 
feeling for Arliss at all was when he thought he had to eat his mule. I thought that was oh, very sad. Oh, that was sad. really sad. Yeah. yeah that was sad. But... but <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Mm. I did think it was sweet how Travis talked him. Travis and Elizabeth were like, no, Old Jumper would, you know, want you to not starve. Like, he'd be okay with it. And then he just kept talking about all these memories he had with him. And then Travis was like, stop talking about I know. <laughs> Yeah, he, like, even found a way to be annoying when he was sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he even brings His up brother old... was like, will you stop? <laughs> yeah, he even brings up old Yeller. Like, Travis doesn't want to think about that sad time in uh, his life. I know. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, Arliss. So, next is Bud. I guess we could lump Bud and Lisbeth together. So, <sighs> Bud. So, Bud is Lisbeth's... <laughs> Father, mm-hmm. um, Mr. Searcy, Mr. always Searcy. looking for how to scam off some food off someone. <laughs> Here, let me watch your house, and I'll go eat your beans. Yeah, yeah. What? what? <laughs> He's cook your from own food. Old Yeller, right? He yeah. came. He came in Old Yeller and ate all the food too. Oh yeah, he ate all the food. Yeah. He's he's something else. It was really funny whenever he fainted towards the end of the mm-hmm. film, though. That really made me laugh. And then Lisbeth, um, she's she was a good character. She's she much was, better in this one. Yeah. So so it was two different people who played her, right? Because this was like the first film for Marta. So oh yeah, she yeah, wasn't in Old Yellow. Wow, it looks a lot like looks right. a lot like the younger one. Yeah. I'm impressed. I liked her, and I liked. I thought that her and Tommy Kirk actually had pretty good chemistry. Like, they, it was, you know, they seemed like they were a younger couple who was maybe in the beginning stages of wanting to get to know each other and possibly falling in love, and I thought that they did a good job at it. I agree. And she was a good, um, she was a good, so, like, we already know the relationship between Travis and Arliss, but, like, her addition to that relationship worked. Yeah, if she wasn't part of the story, it would have been more dry than it was. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. But I liked her. And Bud, which I'll talk about a little later, he gets a redeeming moment, Mm -hmm. actually, for me in this film, instead of just being a gluttonous jerk. (laughs) 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 All right. Favorite characters and scenes. My favorite character in this film is probably Lisbeth. Wow. I just kind of think that... I just think that her story arc is refreshing because she's the thing that is, like, most unlike the other films that are like this for me. So, like, all of the other, you know, Western Native American films that we've watched, it's all a very similar storyline or at least it feels like it to me it just kind of is like the same thing over and over but like the addition of her in the story at times lightened it up and made me more interested in it than I was but that's really the only reason why I liked her the most (laughs) um my favorite scene my favorite scene actually is whenever uh Travis was left behind by the Native Americans and they leave with Arliss and Lisbeth um, and then he is just, like, in that swampy little patch <laughs> of water. And uh, Savage Sam comes. And then he's so happy to see him. And then um, he kind of has to, like, train him or, like, you know, pull him back. Like, hold on now. Like, if, we need, if we're going to do this, we need to do it together. And you need to, like, 
run at a speed that I can I can keep pace with you. And I just I thought that that was a sweet scene. Hold on now. <laughs> Hold on now. <laughs> oh, how about you, Sam? Favorite character and scene? Yeah, so my favorite character I think was Uncle Beck. He was kind of the only one I enjoyed watching on screen. He was Travis good. was fine as a character. Like there was nothing I really disliked about him, but he wasn't like very entertaining. Mm-hmm. He was just kind of like a good guy mm-hmm. yeah. who tried yeah. to do the the right thing. Yeah, but I feel like Uncle Beck was actually kind of a more entertaining character. He like brought something to the scenes he was in. Yeah, he brought like life lessons and mm-hmm. yeah, he was like the wise kind of wise. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and my favorite scene had uncle beck in it which is when arliss is being just a total nincompoop <laughs> and throwing rocks at his brother like hefty rocks <laughs> and um his brother's hiding from him in the outhouse and basically is like blocked in by this like barrage of rocks <laughs> and uncle beck uh, my favorite part is when Uncle Beck like swoops in and decides to handle it with Arliss instead of telling him to stop throwing the rocks or you know trying to like teach him some kind of overt lesson. He's like very sneaky mm-hmm. and he just kind of like plays this game of chicken with him where he's like, you know what? I get it. Like I had a brother and like I want to throw rocks at him too. So he's really annoying. You know what would he be even better than rocks? Like let me just hand you my gun and like you could shoot him. <laughs> through the outhouse door and you can just see Arliss's face like wait really like what and then he's kind of like holding out the gun to him and he's like but that would like hurt him and he's like I know but like didn't you say you were trying to hurt him with those rocks like I just feel like this would be more like useful (laughs) it would like do more more impact and he kind of just like totally plays chicken with Arliss and wins because he's like he didn't really want to shoot his brother or like harm him and that was like the one I feel like it was the one scene in the movie that I actually was like nice job Uncle Beck (laughs) (laughs) good job well played sir I liked that scene too Arliss with those rocks is like Buddy the Elf with those snowballs oh my god yeah (laughs) whizzing them (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. Uh, my favorite character is Travis. Just because I felt for him a lot yeah. in the film. And I felt he was very resilient. Um, this poor kid has to look over his kid brother while his parents are away. Um, a very temperamental kid brother. Um, who would put anyone through the paces. And they're kind of having like a power play kind of thing, you know. Like he really should listen to Travis. But he's coming of age and... He when doesn't he want to. He dumped or... that milk out. Oh my god, right? Oh right? my god, what a snot. <laughs> I gotta say, though, that's probably something I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope our kids don't, I don't do that. Know all right. If it's lame, but all I could think was, what a waste of milk. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Use that. Yeah. And favorite scene. There's two. I liked when the kittens were being fed milk oh, from the cow. Oh, that was really cute. Oh. <laughs> Just because I love cats. And two is when Bud actually, like, saves the day, makes a really good long shot, but faints from it. Yeah. And then he tries to tell this story to Arliss when they're on their way home, 
but he gets <laughs> one-upped by Arliss and has to listen to him blabber the whole way home instead of <laughs> Bud blabbering all the time. It was good. He got what he was got coming a taste to him. Of his own medicine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I liked it. I was like, Bud, you need to shut up in the last movies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, alright, my least favorite character. I think in this movie, I'm gonna have to go Arliss. He just, uh, I understand why his character was the way that it was, and, like, it did bring something to the movie, I guess, but (laughs) he really was just annoying. Like, he... I think that I would have been more okay with his behavior had he been the same age as he was in Old Yeller. Oh my god, that's really accurate. But he's, like, mm-hmm. a couple years older at this point, and he's literally acting the exact same as he was in Old Yeller, and I was like, kid, grow up. Learn that throwing <laughs> rocks is not okay, and sometimes you need to just listen to the person in charge. And he doesn't listen to Travis ever. Mm-mm. I mean, not even whenever they are, like, captured by Native Americans and mm-hmm. Travis is worried for their lives, Arliss is just like, willy-nilly, I don't care what my big brother says, I'm gonna do what I want. And I'm like, he just... I know. I know. I wanna smack him. <laughs> um, and then my least favorite scene is probably, like, probably the the fight at the end between uh, Uncle Beck and his gang, I guess, and the Native Americans. Like, it just seems really overly brutal. And a lot of people die. And it just seemed unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Like, there could have been some other compromise there. So. Yep. You want to go next, Sam? Sure. So, my least favorite character was also Arliss. And I I was a little torn between Arliss and Bud because Bud really annoyed me, too. But Arliss annoyed me more (laughs) no one can out annoy Arliss (laughs) and um, I think the thing that like bugged me most is like they it felt like the filmmakers made no attempt to make Arliss's character endearing at all Mm -hmm. there are ways and I've like we've seen it done in movies before there are ways to make a character who's a child who's kind of a troublemaker but the the way the film portrays him, you kind of see like that they're struggling with something or you kind of like see this endearing side to them. And you're like, ah, he, you know, he can't stay out of trouble, but like, I, you know, I like feel for him a little bit. And like, there was none of that with our list. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're just annoying me for the sake of being annoying. <laughs> and yeah, uh, like, there's nothing about you that makes me feel like, Oh, but our list, like no. he got, he had nothing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So, that was that and I think my least favorite scenes were most of the fighting partially because I didn't like it I but I didn't even like the dog fighting with the bobcat yeah or I didn't like that either yeah or the people fighting when they were trying to rescue the kids any of it it was not like they weren't, like, well-done fighting action scenes that mm-hmm. made me feel, like, excited or, you know, made me feel on the edge of my seat. So it was just, like, plain crappy fighting. And then I didn't really <laughs> like seeing a dog fighting a bobcat. And I just was kind of like, I don't, I don't know. I don't love it. We laughed at the fight scene more than anything, honestly. I mean, like, there were parts where it was, like, 
That was just done so horribly. I have to laugh. The yells. Yeah. Sometimes the yells. Some of the yells. And then sometimes whenever, like, a person would fly off of a horse, like, it was just so (laughs) fake. I was like, oh, my God. I have to laugh at that. over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Or there was, like, one scene, too, where a Native American, like, jumped onto a a horse. And I was like. He, flew from outside the frame. I was like, it looks like he had wires on him. Like, they, like, (laughs) propelled him onto this horse or something. Just two guys off camera with their hands on his butt (laughs) flinging him over. Honestly, that's what it looked like. I know. Yeah, the, they have the, different yeah. physics for this movie, so it's fine. <laughs> they took some uh, inspiration from Flubber. Oh god, and uh, put it into this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just weren't well done, and it was just like you should be you should be sitting on the edge of your seat during a scene like that. And I was just kind of like, oh my god, look at that guy! He just like flew off the horse. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the stuff I was focusing on instead yeah. of like the actual fight and like why it was even happening. Mm-hmm. We just, Katie and I just kept looking at each other and we would just laugh. I was like, did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> is it still worse than, is it Rob Roy going down the waterfall? No, it was Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Oh my God. That was <laughs> 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 Gotta bring that up every now and then. Just get a chuckle out of me. Oh my God, that was so bad. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. Oh, it was man. just like a blob of something going down the water. <laughs> oh, God. oh my god! All right, so my <laughs> least, how about you? My least favorite character <laughs> is Arliss, because as you guys pointed out, he hasn't changed at all. Um, he he's has not... no redeeming qualities about him. No, <laughs> none. <laughs> and he's not like just annoying. He's like troublesome annoying. Like kid, you're going to get people killed. You're going yeah. to get yourself killed. Listen to someone for once. And also, <sighs> I'm crying. <laughs> the waterfall. <laughs> um, anytime I understand his voice was changing. You could tell that. Yeah, definitely. But, oh, my God, every time he yelled, it was just a screech. <sighs> and I couldn't even hear oh. what he was saying because it was just... I noticed that, too. Squeaky yeah. screeching. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Just tone it down and just talk loud as you yell instead of actually He's yell. still learning, Katie. And almost everything he said was in a yelling voice. Yes. Yeah. For some reason. He's very bossy. That's kind of... <sighs> I do, again, I like Kevin Corcoran, but that's kind of just how he acts. He <laughs> like acts in better in... He was really good in Toby Tyler. In Toby Tyler and in... With Haley Mills. Oh, uh, Pollyanna. Yeah, in Pollyanna. He had a really minor role in Pollyanna, but still, yeah, he did really good in that one. Yeah. I just... I know that he has it in him, mm-hmm. but he tends to do his yelling quite a bit. Yeah. Sorry. I should have filled the void there while you yawned. Sorry. I, just like I don't know why I'm keeping on <laughs> staring at you. Yeah, you're supposed to talk when I can't fulfill my role. All right. Um, least favorite scene. I mean. Any screeching scene. Yeah. And then, honestly, I considered making my 32nd Disney dash. Arliss screams and dog runs. Because that's all that happens. <laughs> the whole movie, 85% of it is Savage Sam running and going, oh, 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 the whole time. That's all it is. This <laughs> movie so did accurate. nothing. This movie did nothing for me convincing Katie that we want a dog. She was just like, the barking. Oh my God, the barking. <laughs> I couldn't handle it anymore. Oh, I needed I'm like, stop. well, we won't get a hound. 
I won't get a dog. Let's get another cat. I want a spaniel. What'd you take away from this movie? That I want a dog. Mm-hmm. Next. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that dogs are really great companions. Oh, really? And they will find you <laughs> in your times of need and rescue you. Save your life. Man's best friend. My cat would save my life. I don't think he would. I think he would. <laughs> I don't know. I think he would go where the food is. <laughs> you know how many spiders we've tag teamed together? Yeah. I'm telling you. The dynamic duo. <laughs> also, I am going to kind of miss these special effects when they start to get better because, <laughs> oh, they're just funny sometimes. Some yeah. of that is really good for a laugh when you need it. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Guys, yeah. just go, just, I'm sure that it's on YouTube and Google Robin Hood Waterfall. You I just, you have up. to, I, it has to come up. Like, it's so bad. <laughs> it has to be like a legendary bad movie moment. Just bad, but hilarious. There's something else, Mike. I'm going to try and find it. I'm going to try and post it. So is that really still your takeaway? Yes. Okay. Man's best friend. All he right. comes and he saves the day. All right. Forget about Uncle Back. It's Savage <laughs> Sam. How about this, Savage Sam? What'd you take away from it? Uh, <laughs> well, I think... W- so what I took away is a little bit outside the movie because the movie didn't really give me... a. I feel like it didn't really give me a good moral or any kind of lesson or takeaway because it was basically just like like none of the characters learned anything by the end it was like they were doing their thing little brother's annoying big brother's trying his best dog is hunting a lot then they get captured then they get saved they keep being annoying and trying their best and hunting (laughs) so like i didn't feel like there was much to take away from it but i think my takeaway outside the movie is if you're gonna make a a story like this, like you need to give me something to feel for the characters because, Mm -hmm. and I, I am a huge dog lover and I love dog movies. And when I see a dog on the cover, I'm like, Oh, this is going to be such a fun movie for me to watch. And I barely even felt like a connection to the dog. And usually in a movie, you like fall in love with the dog right away. And this is like, maybe the first movie I've watched where a dog is like the main character and I didn't like fall in love with him right away. It was like, I didn't feel a ton for Travis. I didn't feel a ton for um, the girl and then even the dog. And so I was like, you need to bring more of the characters if you want me even a chance of me enjoying this story. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get any connection with the dog and like, I'm the biggest animal person. That's what I love about movies, you know? Yeah. I felt like the movie... Shouldn't really have been called Savage Sam, to be honest, because I feel like the movie was more about Travis, Troubled and, Travis. and Arliss <laughs> than it was about one than it was about Sam. I mean, Sam was kind of secondary. Uh, he did yeah. he does he did like pick up the trail and and find them, but like I don't yeah. think it was enough to make him the title of the movie. And he was sort of just doing what he always does anyway. Like, right. he didn't overcome... He didn't do some, like, great feat of, like, coming to the rescue and tracking them down. It was like, we have a tracking dog. He usually tracks animals. Why don't we use him to track down our friends? Yeah. And he did. So he kind of just did what he was doing. Yeah. 
He was more of like a like a nuisance, honestly. He was like pretty much Arliss in dog form. He would like, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he would like make it be known that they were coming and then they would like get a heads up that yeah. someone was on the trail and he spooked the cow and yeah. all the kittens and the chickens. He isn't he is like Arliss. Mhm. <laughs> Sam, I think also your takeaway is that Katie should let me get a dog. That was also part of my takeaway that yeah. I forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. In fact, thank you for reminding me. Yeah. What What other movies are you signed up for? Uh, but I take <laughs> I, I take the care next of that seven list. In a row. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I I take care of that list. I'm just ignoring you guys. My takeaway. <laughs> I want it to Hi, be. Hi, my name is Katie, and my takeaway is that I think we should get a dog. Nope. <laughs> My takeaway is I still don't think we should get a dog. If anything, this makes me really not want a dog. All it all it makes you know is that we don't want a blue tick coon hound. Yeah, you just don't want that dog. Yeah. No. My takeaway is <laughs> I want it I want to say like I family is important, but there's not Dogs really a family. There's not really a whole lot of family going on. They're sort of But that's because it's a blue tick coon hound. You need to leave. <laughs> the door's over there. There isn't a door on our the room. The stairs door. are over there. Oh, okay. Um, there's not really, like, a whole a lot of family happiness going on, like, and I forgot to point this out. Do you want to know why? No. It's because it's a blue tick coonhound. If it was, like, a cocker spaniel or, I don't know, a cocker spaniel, it'd probably be okay. You made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> oh, no, I got it. <laughs> I forgot to mention this is my least favorite also, but, like, we get to the end of the movie and everyone's saved and, like, no one died, it's all good, and before he's even inside the house again, like, oh my god, yeah, I'm back home, Arliss is off with Savage Sam chasing a bobcat. What got you into this situation in the first place? Chasing a bobcat with your dog. So, I don't, yeah, I don't really a good have point. a takeaway from this film. <laughs> I don't know. He, like, learned nothing. Yeah. yeah. I told you your takeaway. Nope. Any last thoughts besides us getting a dog about this film? I want a dog. Don't name the film with Sam in the title unless it's really good. Think before you title your movies, people. Yeah. If you're going to name it Savage Sam, Savage Sam should be hugely more important and much bigger role. It really wasn't. And uh, we should probably stop making, like, westerns. I think that the time has come and passed, and it's it's time for comedies and uh, fun Haley Mills movies. Just give me more Haley Mills. We'll have one uh, in two weeks. I know. So, can I also point out that if it wasn't for Travis and Arliss being the brothers, I would have no clue this was a sequel to Old Yeller. Agreed. It could have just been a totally different story so about right. two boys that had a different dog. Like, there's no connection to it. It's not called Old Yeller 2. They don't even mention it. There's, like, nothing. Yeah. It should have been, like... Which is almost good, because it doesn't, like, tarnish Old Old Yeller Yeller as a movie. But, like, they didn't connect it at all. I think that the... I think one of the main reasons is maybe they just couldn't get... Man, I forgot his name because it's been so long since he's been in a movie. Davy Crockett. What's his real name? Fess Parker. Yeah, thank you. Maybe they couldn't get Fess Parker to agree to come and do this. And the mom with the yellow teeth. I can't remember her name either. (laughs) But 
uh, I don't know, maybe they were busy doing other movies. <laughs> Poor lady. I'm sorry. She That's all I see, really too. She really needs to brush her teeth. Use some mouthwash. I thought you were going to say crest white strips. Crest white strips are amazing. <laughs> I don't think they had those back in the I back know. in the day. I know. They did have toothbrushes. <laughs> did they, though? Yeah, it's not that long ago. <laughs> but did they? They were, like, just straight up living off the land. I don't know if they had toothbrushes there. Um, okay. Do the Disney memory. All right. <laughs> so, this week's Disney memory comes from Morgan. She says, hey, ladies, I just started listening to the podcast and decided I'd like to share my Disney memories with you. Disney has been a huge piece of my life as a child and an adult. My first word was a boo because I watched Aladdin so much, and it's also the name of my first stuffed animal, also a monkey, which I still have 24 years later. That's adorable. Mm -hmm. My first stuffed animal was just a regular cat, but I named it Raja because I loved Aladdin. So I relate very hard to this. Disney is also one of the places I turned when my parents were going through a messy divorce and has always been one of my escape places when I'm having a hard time. I can't help but feel cheered up by the movies and music or parks, no matter how rough things around me have gotten. My first time at a Disney park was with my uncle, my very pregnant aunt, six months, and my three-year-old cousin. They told me if I could get the money to pay for the flight, they would cover the rest, and I took no time to start saving allowances and doing extra chores to get the cash I needed. Heck yeah. We flew from... British Columbia, Canada. Thank you. Couldn't think of what it was. To California, and at age 13, I walked into that park, I turned... At age 13, I walked into that park, and I turned into a five-year-old. I wanted to meet princesses and pirates, and my uncle's rule was we needed to do every ride before we repeated any, and I had no complaints. It was everything I dreamed and more, and I had the best five days trying to take every piece of Disney in that I possibly could. I want five days at Disneyland so bad. (laughs) That sounds amazing. (laughs) We did three, and it just wasn't enough. I know. Um, As an adult, I've been to California two times, Florida three times, and France one time. Soon to be more, soon to be more because I live here now and will have an annual pass in no time. That's awesome. Nice. My favorite adult moment would have to be my email acceptance into a summer college program in 2017 in Florida. Yeah, DCP. I had been to Florida for the first time with my best friend in 2016 and was mind blown by the size and magic that filled every part of Disney World. So to read an email saying I was getting to go back for three whole months to work for a company that has been an integral, has been integral to my childhood and my general personality. I literally started bawling in the back room at the Tim Hortons I worked at. Shout out to Tim Tim Hortons. Hortons. Oh my god, that's like our favorite place ever. Oh, yes. <laughs> and they don't exist in Cleveland. Morgan, send us some Timbits. <laughs> the entire program was perfect from start to finish. I worked in Hollywood Studios at the Jedi Training Area. That's cool. As well as positions at Red Carpet Dreams, Olaf, and the Path of the Jedi. So you were a... Well, you were either friends with characters or a you character were a handler. character attendant. Oh, I said handler. <laughs> attendant. I met so many friends from around the world who over a year later are still some of the closest connections I made in my college years. When I went back January 2018, I actually broke down crying in the bus when we rounded the corner to Hollywood Studios. Like Megan, my favorite parks are a tie between the classic magic of Magic Kingdom and the chill and environmental vibe of Animal Kingdom, which Pandora opening last summer almost helped because the rest of the park was dead while everyone lined up for Flight of Passage. Oh man, that would have been the dream because I honestly don't care at all about Pandora. As beautiful as that area is, like, eh, give it, like, leave it or take it. I don't really care about Avatar, but the food there was delicious. What? Leave it or take it. It's usually take it or leave it. 
Whatever. You know what I'm saying. It was just cute. I would That's just, all. <laughs> I just want to go ride Kilimanjaro all day. <laughs> True. Although the food in Pandora, whoo, oh, the food that in is Pandora. good. It is so good. Oh, okay. Sorry. Finish the story. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much for this podcast and giving me yet another place. I listened to Swish and Flick too. Oh, Woo-hoo! thank you. To go and nerd out with you over one of my favorite things, Morgan. Well, thanks for nerding out with us and for yeah, submitting awesome. your story. I relate super hard to a ton of things you just said and shared with us. Yeah, and thank awesome. you for listening to Swish and Flick too. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot. Um, I was going to say that I don't think that we've said on the podcast at all, but we have a date that we're going back to Disney. We haven't. We Guys, have a happening. Disney vacation planned. It's happening in December. Not just a weekend trip. A whole week. Yes. And I'm so excited. Like, actually, yeah, it's like Friday to the following Sunday, like 10 days, full on Disney vacay. Cannot wait. We haven't done that in years. No, since before we moved down there. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. I think it was probably our graduation trip in 2008 like i hope no one thinks that that sounds really bratty like i only got to do weekend trip because i'm so thankful that i get to do those but it does make you miss like you have to pick and choose what you want to do and like you can't enjoy every aspect of the park like i i am planning in a day where we just go and like resort hop and we're just gonna like chill at the resorts and enjoy the atmosphere of the resorts monorail hop get some drinks maybe do afternoon tea at the grand floridian i don't know we haven't decided yet but Look at this girl. Excited. I'm just going along. Whatever she says, oh, she'll no. be like, we're doing this today. Okay. Oh, no. It's time to break out the Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> pick those dining. <laughs> pick where we want to eat. Have it all laid out. I'm going to be up at 6 a.m. booking our, our, you know, food. Do you see why I married her, guys? Do you see? It's plain Fast and clear, passes. man. I'll be doing those early, too. <laughs> I love planning Disney vacations. I know, and I love that you love it because it's really easy for me and you enjoy it. (laughs) Uh, I'm just glad that I finally get to plan one for me instead of, like, all the people that I know that go and ask me to plan it for them. Mm -hmm. Now I finally get to do it for me. I'm excited for you and me because I'm going. Yeah. And my mama. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Okay, that was exciting news. So if you'd like to share your <laughs> Disney memory and make us go off on another tangent and be super stoked about stuff, you can email us your story, your memory, whatever it might be, at grownupkidspodcast at gmail.com. It could be anything Disney related, but send it in and we'll feature it on the show. Yeah. Thank you, Sam, for listening to us blab and for also having your own input <laughs> on Savage Sam. <laughs> really good Thanks input. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that even though... You didn't like it. You still brought a lot to the table. As I remember happening with the last, with Light in the Forest. Light in the forest. <laughs> yeah, that one was. As um, my family will tell you, I can usually find something to say. <laughs> so. Us too. That's why we do podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I didn't like this movie. What are we even going to say oh, about it? Know. And Let's then talk about it for an hour. <laughs> yeah, then you get on and you're like. Four hours blah, blah, later. Blah, blah. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I appreciate that. We appreciate yeah. you, and we appreciate you spending your Monday night with us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. So, Grown Up Kids can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. So, make sure you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available.
You can also find us on social media. On Facebook, we're Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. And on Instagram, we're at Grown Up Kids Pod. We've also revamped our Patreon and have some new things that are going on on there. So you can join and one of the levels will allow you access to our new Discord channel. So you can listen to the episodes live while we're recording them. Um, we have a couple people who are at that level now and we've gotten to have some people join us live on other episodes. Nobody joined today, but that's okay because it was kind of last minute and we forgot to post that we were doing it. We really have to get better with it, but we promise that we will. Um, but discord is really awesome. We, we use it with swish and flick and it's been really successful. So I really want to, um, make it be a successful thing for grown up kids because it's a lot of fun to have live input on episodes and like interact with the people in the chat. So, right. Because one of the best things about having guests on here is, you know, me and Meg can talk all day about a movie. Um, and we don't always agree, which is great. That's good for conversation, but a guest always brings in something that neither of us thought about, neither of us caught. And it, it just makes for a really great conversation. So that would be even more so if we had a live chat going. So. Yeah. Um, and then also you'll gain access to Extra Magic Hours, our bonus episodes. We just put out last weekend the live action Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Excellent. Excellent movie. movie. Highly recommend. It's hilarious. Should have been on that one, Sam. <laughs> oh man now i'm gonna um, have to go watch it. <laughs> it's so good and then next weekend we're doing cinderella 3 so i'm kind of like going back in time a little bit because we revamped our patreon i'm trying to like catch up to where we're at so we're gonna do like sequels to movies that we've already talked about such as cinderella and 101 dalmatians um lady in the tramp lady in the tramp the Parent Trap has a couple sequels as well that we'll touch on. There's, you did hear that correctly. Yeah. A couple sequels. A couple sequels <laughs> with Haley Mills. So we'll see how it goes. But we're uh, I'm excited to watch Cinderella next weekend. Mm-hmm. So Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time, which I've heard amazing things about and I've never seen it. So I'm about to change that. Um, but anyway, lastly, you can also join our Facebook discussion group, and that's where I've posted the list of movies that we are doing on the podcast, the regular episodes, that you can be a guest on and join us on. So check out that list, and then just comment on it, or message us, or email us, and I will let you know if there's availability. Thank you. Sorry, <laughs> that's still me. I always do that. <laughs> she just, like, she'll, behind the scenes, she'll glance at me, and then look back and be like, oh, it's still pink. <laughs> I still have to read. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening and make sure to watch our next Haley Mills movie, Summer Magic, ahead of next episode. And don't forget, adults are only kids grown up anyway. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.